Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer and episode 74 of the Speaking Club podcast. I've been so chuffed recently because a few people have started to reach out and let me know how the podcast has helped them. One person said it helped them with after-dinner speaking. Another said it helped them overcome their anxiety. And my mum told me it cured her insomnia. Welcome to the Speaking Club Podcast, because making them laugh is the secret sauce to your speaking, pitching, and business success. And now your host, Sarah Archer. Hello and welcome to another episode. I genuinely have been getting some people reach out to share their speaking success as a result of listening to the podcast, and I'm so touched that they've taken the time to do so. And I'm also really appreciative of you taking the time to listen to the show. So a big thanks from me all round. Now, before we get going, I did want to quickly remind you that my new speaking course will be launching soon. Yay! And if you want to accelerate your speaking success and get more time with me, then get your name on the waiting list. Um, There's no obligation. You just get notified as soon as the course is available. And I might have mentioned there is a special bonus for the first 10 students who purchase the course that I promise you won't want to miss. So get on the list at thespeakingclub.com slash speaking course. That's thespeakingclub.com slash speaking course. Coolio. Right. Now, one of the people who did contact me had a story that blew me away. And I asked her if she would come on and share her experience with you. And that person was a lady called Karen Layton. And the reason that I asked her to come on the show as my guest was because I hope that what she says will resonate with many of you, particularly those of you who have maybe a technical background or who are petrified by public speaking or who believe that they just can't find stories to share. And you see, one of the things that we can all do when we are experts and teachers is struggle to communicate things with a beginner's mindset. And Karen has only recently um, started speaking. And I think that what she says will in some ways be more valuable and more powerful than me saying it. So um, Karen decided to address her challenges with public speaking because of a massive opportunity to get funding for her invention. And she shares her journey, how she was before, what she did differently, the personal challenges she faced on the way to the big event and what happened. Now, I know that lots of you listening are experienced speakers, but I do believe that you too will pick up lots of value from listening to Karen's story. So let's cut over right now. Karen Layton, welcome to the Speaking Club. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. So I know how you reached out to me, but I'm going to come to that. But first of all, I want you to tell me a bit more about you and what you do uh, so that people can sort of get a bit of background on you. Okay. So currently in my day job, I'm working as an engineer in aerospace and I'm on like a weather satellite program. So I'm doing a lot of software, I'm doing um, orbital analysis, and I'm generally putting together the most horrific PowerPoint slides you've ever seen. So, <laughs> Cool. So, so some big stuff you're working on, really. And, and what is that to do? What is the stuff you're working on in the day job to, to achieve? 
looking at the data analysis from the weather satellites. So just bringing down the data, make sure it's all good. And then we, we, you know, it's being sent off to predict hurricanes and everything else. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So it's fair to say you're a bit of a techie then really. Uh, yeah, completely, completely a techie person. <laughs> cool. Okay. So, so, so all the sort of big events that are happening, that's, that's pretty cool. Do you, do you enjoy it? The stuff that you're doing? I do enjoy it. I think it's, you know, it's valuable work. It is a lot of um, putting together spreadsheets. So it's very, uh, it's a little bit dry, but it's, you know, it's for a good cause. So. And, and you did use the word day job there. So yes. what, I'm assuming you've got something going on on the side. Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah. So I just had this wild hair idea um, and I just kind of ran with it. And now I'm trying to do my own little startup on the, <laughs> on the side. So that's where I'm like, okay, uh, I know nothing outside of engineering. And uh, so now I have to really try and figure out how to talk in front of people and, you know, <laughs> and convey what I'm trying to tell people instead of just uh, putting up a slideshow of, of words and bullet points and, you know, talking through those. So it's, uh, it's been a real wild ride. Cool, brilliant. And I, I, I'm going to find out a bit more about the product in, in a little bit or what, it, what it, your startup does. But so you reached out to me as a listener of the podcast and, and we'll talk a bit more about that in a bit. But what I wanted to know, first of all, was what was going on in your life? I mean, we've covered it a little bit um, that made you want to start listening to the speaking club and, in, and improve your speaking. So uh, my, uh, I, I also go to school part-time college. Um, so they have a kind of a little startup incubator and I submitted some slides and, uh, you know, executive summary. And then they have a little competition, um, a video competition of doing your, of your pitch. And uh, that was so painful. It was so horrible. <laughs> Somehow I made it through that, but their feedback was, Oh, it's incredibly technical and you have no like basically business in it at all like there's no there's no business part of it so after that I really had a, a heart-to-heart -heart with myself I'm like okay it's really time to try to figure out how to how to public speak so I, I googled I was like okay what and uh, you know I'm a millennial so I go you know I'm like oh there's gotta be a podcast for this right <laughs> so I was uh looking for a podcast that could help me with public speaking I stumbled on yours and I was like oh this is perfect this is gold mine so then I just I download so many of them and I was just listening obsessively to all of them and I felt really attacked on your your technical one um the, Did you? the oh. <laughs> yeah I was like I'm getting personally attacked right now <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay that's that's interesting feedback but in a good way hopefully in a good way in a good way no it was it was more of like oh no this is exactly what I've done wrong this whole time <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. And so, and so you stumbled across, but how would you describe, you know, your feelings and, and previous experience with speaking? What, you know, was there a lot of anxiety about it? Yeah, I think speaking, public speaking for me is akin to like a, uh, a waking nightmare. Um, I would prefer going to the dentist or, you know, running a five mile, you know, run. I don't, I hate public speaking. I hate it so much. I shake. I get nervous. I, I sweat like oh, so much. And I just, I, you had like some speaker or some guests on that would say, Oh, I was so bad at public speaking. And I was like, no, 
I think I'm way worse than them. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, You're having like a bad public speaker, you know, was it standoff or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah, no, they don't know my struggles. I'm worse than all of them, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I hate, I hate, I hated public speaking. So, so you did this use past like, tense there. Yes. So, well, like, like you always say, confidence follows actions, blah, blah, blah. That, I mean, I definitely feel a lot better after, after this experience. So okay, it's cool. gotten slightly better. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll come to that. So, so when you emailed me and you just said you binged, listened to, to some of the episodes and, uh, and you made some changes to the way that you approached putting together the pitch presentation that you did as a result. Can you just sort of give me an overview of what you did differently, I guess maybe contrast it to what you would have done before. Yeah. So the first time I spent about half of my time or even more talking about the technical aspects of my product, because I was so concerned they're going to think, oh, this product's not viable or whatever. So I spent an ungodly amount of time talking over all the technical details and like why it's needed and all the, you know, just ad nauseum. Um, and I absolutely got slammed for it. I also was like, oh, I can just totally wing this. I have like, you know, I have my points in my head. I don't need to practice. That was horrible. Every single time, every video I made was a different uh, script. And sometimes they were, they missed points or they sounded, you know, I was like going, um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember what I'm trying to say. And it's even like a low, um, stress situation because it's just a video it's not in front of anyone else really so uh geez it was boring you know and <laughs> and it was it was painful and so I after listening a lot and also you're only allowed to have five minutes so it was really kind of like putting together a haiku poem because you're like okay what are the most important things you can put into five minutes because five minutes goes a lot faster than I thought it would especially at the when end you're, speaking, you're right <laughs> yeah you're like, I want to describe everything about my, you know, company, my product, and you only have five minutes to do it. Um, so I took a big leap of faith. And I, in the beginning, I was like, okay, I should have start off with a story, you know, <laughs> or, or something, a personal anecdote or something. So I, um, but I was really worried about doing that at the same time, because I'm cutting time off from the rest of the presentation. But I was like, I'm just going to go for it. Sarah says I should do it. So I'm going to do it. So I went, I started off with like a little short story that ended with like a little humorous point. So, and I actually got smiles from people when I said that I was like, yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> Brilliant. That presentation, wasn't it? In front of what, a panel or something? How many yeah, in front of a panel in yeah. an audience, a small audience. It was, <laughs> it was, it, it sounds like pathetic, right? Cause I know like I'm not getting on stage at a TED talk or anything, but this is something that is almost impossible for me normally. Um, even at work, I hate it. So, um, so then. <laughs> so you did your own story. You got some laughs. Then what? I got some laughs. I tied it into like a metaphor for the problem, and I cut out ninety percent of my technical details entirely. I was like, this is. I feel like this is a huge risk, but I've just replaced pretty much all my technical details with a um, with analogies about the product. I just went high level, like this is what it's like. This is kind of how it would work, and just removed everything all the details and and then I you know went into more of like a business and I added a little bit more humor and I just made it real light and high level and um, I try to be real personable and smiley and that's 
that's all I did. You know, I feel like <laughs> it sounds like you did a, a great job. And it's, it's, it's almost like killing your darlings, isn't it? That's what you call with the technical stuff, especially where it's just your sort of comfort zone to actually yes. let go of that stuff and focus on the stories and the metaphors to actually focus on getting the message across rather than getting into the detail. And it's your, it's your baby. So it's, it's important it stuff. Yeah. What, what is it that you were talking about? Okay. Do we want to, you want to hear what I originally pitched it as? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, let me pull it up. It's, 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 it's wordy. So my original pitch was, it's a custom cosmetic pigment dispenser that uses an RGB sensor, an interactive screen to match your skin color and extrude pigment in a formulated neutral base. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go for it. What is it now? Now, I'm just like, can, if you can imagine a scanner attached to one of those um, paint tinters you see at a home improvement store, um, but just kind of handheld, battery operated, and consumer owned. So basically, you can scan your skin color and print out pigment into a base and uh, just have your own foundation in your own little home, just like a little printer. So wow the foundation well, create so the people will basically take the thing get the skin paint yeah. documentation and then the, it will create the foundation or do you go and yes. match it on? so it actually makes the foundation yeah so it just kind of like put the it'll just like print out the little ink and or you know pigments into like a little base you shake it up and then you have your own foundation in your home wow Cool, that would be really cool. That saves you aid, like standing at the counter in the stores going, oh, which one's me? Rubbing it on your hand, which is a completely different color to your face as well. Exactly. And then um, the base can be whatever you need for your, you know, because you get a color that matches you, but it's like dry, too dry or too oily. And then it, it, you can be able to get like the base that matches what kind of your skin type and then it'd be much cheaper too because you're just replacing pigment. And uh, then you can print it out anytime, anywhere. Wow, that's brilliant. So is this yeah. something that makeup companies are going to want to sort of license from you or are you going to be in competition with the with the makeup companies? I imagine just like a Keurig model where they have partnerships with like Starbucks and whatnot that it would be there's a lot of opportunity for partnering with um, makeup companies. Like I'm not trying to replace foundation as it is known. I just want an option for people who have a hard time finding their skin color or getting exact matches and stuff like that. Brilliant. Well, you heard it here first about this this new innovation. It's a trademarked, what is a copyright, whatever it is. It's Karen, so don't copy. Um, <laughs> and, and so let's get back to talk. So you, you told me earlier that you usually wing it. You didn't do that this time, did you? I rehearsed a lot. So I had a hard look at myself. I was like, this is not something you can just wing like you do with a lot of things in your life. You're going to have to write the speech. So I wrote a speech and I practiced it so often just every day because I was so nervous I just I practiced it in the car I would tie myself to I'd have my, and I'd, I'd just do it on my way to work like once or twice I do it in the shower um I did it you know on my way home I did it just everywhere I just all the time and I was really unsure if it was going to matter you know because sometimes when I was practicing I'd forget stuff I was like I can't be forgetting stuff <laughs> up at stage but in the end um I got up in front of people and my mind did that thing where it goes gone, you know, just like checks out. It's like logged out. And somehow there were words coming out of my mouth. So I guess I must have remembered. And my sister was like, yeah, duh, Karen, that's just muscle memory. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you did it. That is so cool. So you literally just had to, and this is what some people find so difficult. Because you you went through it so much, there's this curve that I talk about. Uh, I don't think I've ever covered it on the show before, maybe a little bit, but it's like the opposite of a bell curve. So it goes down and then back up. And I think you get to the point with your talk, if you if you rehearse it, that you get so almost bored with it. But it's then yeah. when you're bored with it that you can start you know, adding in the colour and the personality to it. So you've got to go through that curve and come out the other side. And it sounds like that's what you did. And, and you know, your sister, <laughs> she does, she's not keen on me, your sister, is she? What, what she called me? Yeah, she's just, she's just a little jealous because she's in PR and marketing and she's giving me advice, but she's like, and I'm like, oh, but Sarah told me to do it like this. You know, my, my podcast lady's telling me to do it like this. She's like, I said that. I told you about Canva. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so she called, but she's begrudgingly giving up and calling you, calling you my British godmother. <laughs> It's cool. I said to you, I didn't know before we it's a good job you didn't still call you call me your British grandmother. But anyway. No, 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 no. <laughs> cool. Okay, so so you're at the pitch competition, you was in front of a panel and an audience, and what was the sort of prize? What was at stake here? Uh so you could get up to twenty K in grant money. Wow. Um and there there are quite a few people going and I was sitting in the in the pitch room listening to the ones before me going through like an entire panic attack over and over and over again. So I was just so freaking nervous, but um, they're like, Oh, I'm just, you know, we have a new device basically that's going to cure cancer and, and, you know, like change the way we're going to do this paint. That's going to save you a bunch on your energy savings. And I'm just like, uh, I just want to make good makeup. <laughs> and there's like very technical details. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be like the light aperitif, you know, and I, I'm, I felt very almost defeated, almost a little. I'm just like, well, I'm just going to do what Sarah told me to do and hope for the best. <laughs> and uh, what happened? So, and I got a 15K grant. So I, fantastic. I never expected to do very well, um, especially after I saw all those other people do fantastic and they did get money, but it was just, after all that, I was like, I'm not changing. I don't feel like I'm changing the world as much as these people are, but still people believed in me. Um, and a whole bunch of people came up to me after the talk to talk, be like, well, oh, really interested. I think that's really cool. So I guess it worked. So <laughs> congratulations. I'm so pleased for you. And you know, I, th that you trusted in the stuff that, that I was telling you and you did it because, because so often people listen and they don't do anything, but you took action and, and you got the result. And I'm really really pleased for you really pleased how did you feel afterwards when people were coming up to you did they, they just told you your talk was great did they yeah I felt fantastic um I guess also because it was like the culmination of all the anxiety was finally over like my stomach had been flipping flipping hourly for the last weeks and weeks and weeks so now that the peak had been reached I was over it I could just chill and not <laughs> freaked out anymore and but I was just riding uh, just a high um, unbelievable and you know adrenaline high and people coming up to me and just talking to me was incredibly validating so I really felt like they understood what I was trying to say what I was trying to get at um, and I know that the way I had been presenting before that would not be the case so okay. um, it was fantastic I had to sit down I sat down for a while and just kind of like chilled and like waved my arms around to like get the sweat off. But <laughs> <laughs> and then did you have a big glass of champagne or Prosecco or something? 
Yeah, <laughs> I definitely did. <laughs> Good for you. That's brilliant. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, of everything that you picked up from the podcast, what would you say is the one thing that helped you the most? Your technical um, episode. And I think that one of the most valuable things was definitely getting rid of a lot of the technical stuff using metaphors was super important. And I really think that the little story, even though that took up time for the rest of my thing, um, really, it set me apart from all the others because they weren't, they were really pitching their product and they had fantastic products. Don't get me wrong, but they didn't make it very personal or um, they weren't able to convey their personal story. And like you said, like pretty much the most important part is being likable in the end. People want to support someone they like. Uh, So I said that over to myself again and again, be likable, be yourself. You can be likable. I think you're kind of mostly likable most of the other times. So all you have to do is be likable there. And um, that helped me because you know how it gets, you get nervous. You want to be the best. You want to be your A plus 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 student, but you know, they say C's get degrees. So you just gotta (laughs) do, do, (laughs) do aim, aim. Okay. Aim for okay. (laughs) Not perfect. So sounds like you, you did more than that. And I guess this is, this is a really good point is, and I see this so many, I might've mentioned this before, but I see this so many time with people that I'm working with and, and just other people that I see doing talks is they go into presenter mode and they lose their personality but it sounds like you kept it and you focused on on being you and especially in in this type of scenario you know with you know a lot of uh, investors they do buy people you know because you can always you know if that product doesn't work then they like you and they like your ideas and the way that you you do stuff then they'll fund you to do another one so it is so important the personality bit and you you sounds like you absolutely nailed that so what's next in relation to the product well I have money now so I'm working on because I got to a point with my prototyping that I couldn't really do in my home anymore so I gotta really finish off my prototype because then I can do more than just create analogies to show people <laughs> so that is number one for me is is finishing that up um, and, um, finish, like I have a provisional patent. I need to do a, convert it to a real patent. (sighs) And then I have to work on figuring out how, how to do marketing, which I don't know anything about. I'm sure that my sister will tell me things that I'll ignore. So (laughs) I've got another podcast on marketing, so you can pick that one. Okay. Okay. I'll just hop over to your other podcast then. (laughs) Trust your sister as well. Don't upset your sister. (laughs) (laughs) And, and have you got any more speaking opportunities in the pipeline? Well, I'm doing one right now, right now. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And your personality's coming across lovely. You've got a beautiful no. smile. <laughs> I'm really just a geek. And so it's been, it's been, it's been really a, a whirlwind of learning again and uh, very exciting. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the next, the next horizon. And I'm, I'm definitely trying to pick my way through this. Um, but I, I really appreciate all the podcasts. It's, it's incredible. There's so much information that, it, and it's unbelievable that it's like free, you know, so you're like, you're just picking stuff off the internet and I, it turned into really good advice for me. So. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. There is a course coming of course in the future, but, but the free <laughs> stuff, you know, I want everyone to be a more interesting speaker. So that, that's kind of why I do it, but that's great. Now you're not going to escape the standard questions. Tell me about your worst 
experience of speaking? I'm assuming this is your best one that you've just had. So we'll, we'll leave that one. What's the worst experience that you've had? Wow, it's hard to pick just one, you know? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I've had so many bad ones. Every, it's, like, it's like just a culmination of a mountain of disappointment getting up in front of people. <laughs> Can I, can that be my answer? I don't know. I just get up and then, then it just like starts shaking like a leaf and then there's words coming out, but that doesn't mean anything. And they're just a jumble. (laughs) Oh, that's fine. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now, next question. What is the best book that you've ever read and why? Can be non-fiction, can be fiction. I don't mind. Okay. Um, my absolute favorite, favorite book is Life of Pi. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, yeah, but I, I, I am such, I love animals and I, I just, I just love that book. I just think it's like just the perfect book. I don't know. It's philosophical. Um, but also, I don't know. It's just a beautiful book and I've, I reread it pretty much every year. I will put a link to that in the show notes so people can check it out if they haven't already. I don't know if I've read the book. I think I saw the film, but I might yeah. check the book out as well. Got a the book is, yeah, the book is beautiful and it has a lot of, um, the very first part is just kind of a, almost a little dissertation on, on religion, which is missed out on, in the show, but I think it's beautiful in a really interesting, fascinating way. And I don't know, it's just a completely different way of thinking about things. So, Cool. Thank you for okay. that. And what's uh, the best bit of business advice you've ever had and why? Be likable, I think, from you. (laughs) (laughs) Be yourself, you know. That's so kind. Thank you. I'll have that. (laughs) Okay, and the the last question, I always ask this because I'm a big believer in sort of mentors and masterminds and that sort of thing. If you could choose anyone, they can be alive or dead, fictional or non-fictional, to be your mentor, who would you choose and why? Ah, uh, gosh, this is a really hard one. Um, to be my mentor. You know, I've always just kind of, this is really weird, but I've always kind of resonated with like Leonardo da Vinci. I feel like he was just kind of the ultimate Renaissance person. And that I've really aimed for that in my life. I have like, you know, a lot of art hobbies, a lot of science hobbies, and just someone who could encourage me in that way and, and being a, a well-rounded person I think it would be cool that's lovely I've never we've never had Leonardo before on the show so Karen I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your experience and I asked you to come on the show because because people can see the journey that you've been on and you are a bit closer to people and you can show people that they can do it and they can get great results um, by just taking time to, to invest in their speaking a bit more. And I really appreciate that. Um, if people want to connect with you on social media or find out more about what you're doing, where's a good place for them to do that? So I do have like a little website and it's, it's just very small and uh, kind of almost a landing page right now, but it's, um, it's called mimicid.com, um, M-I-M-I-C-I-D.com. And what about social media? Are you on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram? Uh, I am on Facebook. Uh, it's mostly just me posting memes all the time. So I guess I'll probably need to work on my social media presence. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fine. You're at the start of your journey and that's cool. But I bet, you know, you'll get some people wanting to connect with you after this. You're, you're great. You're really 
you are very likable and I'm sure <laughs> you're interested in the product but it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure to meet you please keep in touch I'd love to know how you're getting on with the product and and you know how things are moving forward your speaking club t-shirt and a book are on the way as well so <laughs> you can you can wear that to wind your sister up even more <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think she's given up. And especially when I switch over to your marketing uh, podcast, she's going to be really <laughs> But Maybe I can get your sister on as a guest in the marketing one, but I'll have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, Karen, thank you so much again. You've been an absolute star. Um, good luck with everything and, uh, and, and, you know, keep on speaking. It sounds like you're doing okay. a good job. I guess I don't have an option now. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Take care. Thank you. I don't know what you think, but I think she got likeable covered big time. And I, I really hope that you can see what's possible when you embrace the power of stories and focus on making your content relatable and memorable and the fact that you're the, you're the vehicle. It's the message that's important. It's not, it's not you. But you have got to um, make sure that your personality comes across to help that message land. And also, I want you to recognize how important it is to get familiar with your material so that you can trust that the right words will come if you need them, even if your mind goes blank like it did in Karen's case. And just think on this as well as another little plug here. Just think if you can get that much improvement and value in your public speaking from the podcast Imagine what you're going to get from the course. <laughs> um, please go and say hi to Karen. And if you have a story about how the Speaking Club has made a difference to you or your business, I would so love to, to hear it and to, to know about it. It would be brilliant. Uh, that's it. Well, thank you for listening. Subscribe so that you don't miss a show. And if you are enjoying it, as ever, I would ask you to take just a couple of moments and leave a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. It really makes a difference. Um, it probably helped Karen find the podcast and see what it did for her. And uh, yeah, it also is lovely to, to see that feedback and um, I do take it on board. Well, all that's left for me to say is as usual, keep telling those stories and go out and grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Speaking Club podcast at www.saraharcher.co.uk.